Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the Red Men TV. I am somewhere in the mil- middle of Wolverhampton. You're at Goldsbrook Road bus stop. Here you go. Text NWMJMJPM. Dead easy for me to say. Uh, to 84268. I don't know why. But anyway, we're here to talk about Liverpool getting beaten by Wolverhampton Wanderers in the FA Cup third round. Um, dog shit? Shite. <laughs> Could say poo. But I think shite. Nah, there's nothing, nothing really saving grace about that performance at all, man. I mean, you look at any part of the pitch. I mean, we had a weak team to start with, so you, you kind of expected a poor performance, but you never expect something like as terrible as that. I mean, you can go across the pitch, Mignolet's distribution, terrible, putting the 16-year-old right back under pressure. I mean, then you go in the final third, there's nothing going for. I think we had like three chances in the first half and two of them were offside. And I mean, like, no creativity in the midfield. Uh, it, was, it, only, it was only until, I mean... Bobby Firmino and Salah come on that we even look like we actually fancy a game. Yeah, that was it. Like, I mean, first half, we'll have to talk about it because I think it shapes the entire complexion of the game. Dejan Lovren going down with what looked like a hamstring injury to us uh, four minutes into the game. It changed everything. You know, you've got a a centre-back there who, whatever people think of him, was the leader of that back four. Yeah, definitely. And he goes off and you're left with a defensive midfielder and a 16-year-old. And... Mignolet behind them, Moreno left back, Camacho right back, and right then and there, the warning signs were there that that is not a defence that if you put them under pressure, we'll be able to cope with it. No. So, is that down to Jürgen Kopp's squad selection? No, I mean, you, you can, you, no one predicted that Lovren would go off after four minutes today. And I mean, I think Lovren in there, as much as we criticised him in the Mad City game, I mean, he was the senior sort of the experienced centre half in that game and he was his role was to sort of lock down and coach Fabinho. And I mean when they lost him, it's sort of like headless chickens in that at the back there. And I mean it was terrible. I mean we've we've seen poor defences over Liverpool's era, but that wasn't that was worse than poor. So you say you've got a DM and a sixteen year old player, a bunch of players that have never played together, let alone in that position. And it was just it, like I say it's, I don't think it's Klopp's fault. I think it's fair enough to rotate, blah blah blah. That's that's fine. The league is the priority but like I said, no, I, I didn't predict a performance that poor. No, I, I didn't either. But I will say some of the blames got to go on Jurgen Klopp for me. You know, really? yeah, I think so because you could have had Van Dijk on the bench. Yeah, and true. he was that's serious true. about progressing in this competition. Yeah. If he wasn't serious about progressing in the competition, he wouldn't have brought Salah and Firmino on, would he? No, that's what it comes down to. So it, he's shown his hand there. He showed that he wanted to progress past Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think. I think Hoover was brought along for the ride to experience what it's like yeah. with the first team. He's obviously been training with them. Yeah. You, it's his job 
to predict those type of things. If yeah. an injury occurs to this player, yeah. what am I going to do? And having a 16 year old on the bench really hurt us there. Yeah, it really did. And like you say, it's more of a, look, you're on the bench. That's that's the sort of the, the, the big chance that he's got there. It's like you've come along and you're actually in the squad. You, you, there is a chance there, but Klopp, Klopp never ever. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sound. Sound. <laughs> Thank you. So um, you can't hear that, but there's a fella behind us going, fuck the wolves, red men, red men. Red I wish men. I was fair play to him, like fair play to him. I've got no idea where we are, so I don't know how he's found us, but maybe he's followed us down from the stage and maybe he's just having a beer and he's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um getting back onto the game then, what did you make of Rafa Camacho's performance, Bailey? Honestly, it we, we were talking about man of the matches. For me, I think he was fine. I mean, considering the performance that Mignolet had, constantly putting him under pressure with a short pass when he's got two men on him. I thought he dealt with it fantastically. I mean, it's just, that's his first start of the season, isn't it, uh, prior to pre-season. I thought he was okay. Like, I think that as much as you can expect from a player that's had no minutes, that's playing in a makeshift defence, especially when Lovren goes off, and I think he dealt with it really well. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the timing of this game is mad because this is a game straight after we've just... Let Nathaniel Klein leave the football yeah. club, you know, yeah. and you know, and this would have been a perfect game for somebody like a Nathaniel yeah. Klein, and you know, moving through the moving through the gears, so to speak, Bailey. Mm. I thought the midfield was the one that really let us down. I mean, yeah, listen, you can ask questions of Fabinho because he's a DM. You can ask questions of Hoover, but for me, it was James Milner. I talked a little bit about this on my um, match reaction. Yeah. I thought he was dropping a little bit too deep, like he needed to trust Hoover and Fabinho a little bit more as yeah. the experienced player, not sort of step on their toes. And what happened is, he was dropping so deep and almost in between the centre-halves at times, yeah. and Camacho was the guy bombing forwards, that there was no one in the middle of the park to play football with Naby Keita. Nope. You know, he was nope. picking the ball up and looking for people like Curtis Jones and stuff, but he needed a midfield partner, he needed yeah. somebody there who he could pass to, who could be level-headed, yeah. put his foot on the ball and start spraying the ball around. But because he was so deep, mm -hmm. we never got the ball moving forward no. we never got the ball to the Bakary we never got the ball to Daniel Sturridge mm. and when we did they were dead poor in possession yeah yeah, it was bad and like me and Tom were saying during the game we were like "What? the one thing we need here is a creative midfielder someone that can come on the pitch and sort of we're playing with our backs to the ball because Milner's dropping so deep he's trying to find a Shakira, he's trying to find a Cater but they're they're placing the back so they're just playing it straight back to the defenders and we're not getting forward and it's, hor it's horrible because because uh, uh, Look at Lalana. I didn't realise that he had it. He had a slight knock, didn't he, before the game? Who's the thought that we we're literally 25 minutes away from the stadium and we're getting bantered more here than anywhere we've ever done it before? Like, I just done videos outside the ground and nobody said the peep to us. Like now we're miles away and everyone keeps coming out. If, like, you're, looking for, if you're looking for a place to be in Wolves, Gorsbrook Road. It happens here. <laughs> yeah, it goes on. All going off here outside the winning post. Ah, oh, we went <sighs> at the winning post today. Where we oh, really I love that. Love that. No, like I say. Like an injury to Adam Lallana before the game, that's horrible because this is the, the game where you'd like to bring him off the bench and get minutes in his legs. Like He's the guy that would make a difference there. Because, I yeah. mean, we're looking at the pitch and there's forwards galore, but they're not getting the service because that's the one thing I think we lacked. I think they made up for it with the movement that they provided because I think we're very static in the first half. But you need that central guy. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you need that central guy. <laughs> This is hilarious. They can, they can pull strings, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that, that would have been a good role. 
Yeah. No, I, I I agree with that. I think that midfield is exactly what you know what we were lacking first half. And for me, again, I said that on my match action. We'll expand on a little bit more here. Bailey, mm. second half we came out. Milner was noticeably 15 yards further up yep. the field, yep. and he put a little bit more trust in Hoover. I wonder whether the management had said to him, "Mate, you need to get forwards a little bit more because we're yep. getting killed in the middle of the park." You got Ruben Neves in there, then Donker or whatever his name is <laughs> in the middle of the park, and unfortunately, it was Ruben Neves with an absolute. Yeah, it was a peach. Yeah, like, it was in past Mignolet. He didn't have a chance for that one. No, and that, it's it's horrible the time that it comes as well because we're we're giving it the beans. We've just gone one all. There's a a pretty good goal from Dirk Origi as far as they come, and just to go. And it was like 25 yards out, just an absolute peach in the bottom left, and it just sucks all of the wind out of the team. And it's horrible because then we, we, we the, the players are poised to come on, aren't they? You've got your big men like your salary food that are going to change the game and sort of put the nail in the coffin. And then you've got to go and fight back again. And that's where you're missing that midfielder like going back to it again to build build from the back again. And it was just we were it felt like we were one or two players missing. Like I say, Van Dijk at the back, Lallana in the middle. What did you make of um, Daniel Sturridge's performance and, and his position actually? Because there was times when he looked like he was playing in the ten to me, mm. uh, and there was times when Rigi was kind of moving over to that left hand side and vacating yep. the centre. Where where did you think? How did you think we lined up up there? It was strange. It looked, like I say, static. Like, I mean, you, you look at you look at uh, how we play normally, especially on that left. We've got a lot of service on the left hand side that game. You'd have normally Robertson had come up, play it to Mane. Robertson had overlap, and yet he's the outlet. It felt like Origi'd come and show for it, and then no one else had run around him, so he'd come inside, and then the players were all inside, all marked, and it just felt like the move that Origi and Sturridge are not players that you've got in there to to move and to draw men and be an outlet, are they? And it's sort of that. I said to you before the game, like those two on the pitch. Something could happen. So it could be fun. You could get a Sturridge 30-yard worldie and an Origi banging header. But not, if, if it comes to playing football, those two guys aren't the players there that are going to make things happen. Yeah, and again, you know, that goal comes from James Milner picking the ball up yeah. right on the edge of the area, working his way into the area, and then we get bodies in there yeah. and we get that finish across. It looked like a great finish from Divock. You know, yeah. he, had, he didn't have a lot of space to work and he was backing and forth on a little bit, great yeah. strike and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the first goal a little bit. I, I'll yeah. be honest with you, we've not seen any replays or anything. You know, we're still in Wolverhampton, we've mentioned that a few times. Yeah. Um, I remember it from Fabinho essentially diving in yep. and missing a challenge. Yep. What I, I felt like when I was doing the match action, you were all stood behind the camera, mm. and I was talking about Mignolet's positioning for it. Do you think he should have been off his line? I'm not saying it's his fault because ultimately there's a guy running one on one with him, and Milner's chasing back, and mm. Hoover's nowhere near. Yeah. But could Mignolet have done better? Would Allison have done better? Yeah, I, that's true. But for me, I think Fabinho's at fault there. Okay. I personally think. He's he's a, he's a DM. He, he likes to put the slide. He's in. He's a no nonsense defensive midfielder. And I think he forgot that he was a centre back. He goes running up the pitch to go and slide in a two footed crunching challenge. If he misses that, you've got a sixteen year old. You've got a, you've you're got, the last line. You're the defense. last man, and you're you're the last senior defender on the pitch, which is mad because he's not even a defender. And he's leaving Milner to bust the gut across twenty five yards of the pitch when they're in the momentum, and it's just you've left a gaping hole there. And as poor as Mignolet is, Fabinho never should have challenged for that ball as rationally as he did. But again. Mignolet's positioning, it's, it's, it's Mignolet, isn't it? There's, there's, he, he could have done better. And Alisson, I think, does better there. And like I said, but again, Fabinho, I think, is the, the root cause of that, that goal for me. And what about when the lads come on? I think I mentioned earlier on in the video, I think Jürgen Klopp showed his hand, showed that he wanted to progress yep. in this competition, yep. whether Liverpool fans wanted us to at that stage or not. Mm. You know, I was thinking with five minutes to go, and I hate myself for thinking this. Is a draw here good for Liverpool? Nah, like, 
because it's it's about the long term, isn't yeah. it? You know, and, and the league and the Champions League is really where it's at. And I feel bad saying that because the FA Cup's a competition that I want Liverpool to win. I want Liverpool to, Liverpool to be in it. Yeah. But when we've got such a realistic chance at the Premier League trophy this season, yeah. there's something at the back of my mind going, I wonder if this could be a really big yeah. point for us later on in the season. I, I completely agree with you there. Like, honestly, if it was if it was a choice of 2-2 two, two or a 2-1, I'd take a loss. I think Liverpool fans this season have got tunnel vision for the league, especially with the chance that we've that four points clear. We've got a lot of good games to play, quite not, not as many harder harder opposition to play anymore. The Champions League we're in a great position for. For me, the FA Cup's a nice one. I mean, if you've got the squad depth and you've got the length, but with the injuries we've had to the centre-backs, we've now had Lovren injured in that game. I don't want another handful of games where it's the third sort of tier competition for us. I'd, I honestly would rather go gung-ho for the two competitions that we're most passionate for. Yeah, and uh, you know, Manchester City obviously played a reasonably strong side. I mean, a very strong side for playing Rotherham at yeah. home and beat them seven goals to nil. They've got two legs in the League Cup coming up as yeah. well uh, yeah. against Burton. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like yeah. Tottenham are in that competition now. I think they got Chelsea in that one, so they've got yeah. two legs yeah. there. Tottenham obviously won seven nil away from home. Yeah. Uh, Newport, was it they were playing or something? like that I can't no no, no, no can't was it Newport be less I forget anyway yeah. so Tottenham have progressed now Liverpool are out of both of the domestic cup competitions we're focusing on the Premier League but ultimately Bailey we need to bounce back here yeah, absolutely. you know two defeats on the bounce for Liverpool and yeah. you can rationalise it by saying it's you know it's most of the second string or something but I've seen second strings go and get beaten for Liverpool and it affect our yeah. form we say winning breeds winning yeah definitely I think defeats hurt as well. Oh, absolutely, man. Like that. I was saying to Tom, I can take a defeat. Like the City defeat, I was okay with because we gave it our all. It was five margins in that game that it came down to. That was just a terrible performance from the team. Like you can't expect the players. Like you have, you've got Shakiri in there. You've got Sturridge. You've got Salah and Bobby that come on. They're players that still start in your team. And I mean, they've got a, they've really got to take the reins and say, all right, we're, we're the senior players here. We've got to drag all the men around us to at least a fight. And I mean, we didn't show a fight in that first half. And it, it took bringing Salah and Bobby on for it to even make it a game almost. Mm. And for me, it, it's Brighton, isn't it? Brighton away, we've got the weekend. And I mean, that's got to be, that's crucial. And I mean, like you can you can say all you want. Okay, well, it's all eggs in one basket now with the Champions League and the Premier League. But if you then, the, the, the Premier League form ducks, then we're, we're sort of screwed almost, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's it. And let's hope it doesn't then, you know. Yeah. Jürgen Klopp's got some big decisions to make, thankfully. I think there's a five game, five days, sorry, before the game away at Brighton. Yep. It'll be a tough game. Uh, it's a long travel for Liverpool fans and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're dejected at the moment. I think when we sleep on it, when we come back tomorrow, we'll be doing the final word in the studio. Yep. RedmenTV.com, it's £5 a month, over 30 exclusive shows per month most of them ranging from like 45 minutes to an hour long we'll be dissecting this and I know right now that sounds terrible hmm. but it really is and viewers of the show say this and I feel this when we record it it's a cathartic experience Definitely. being able to watch the game back talk about it talk about what was good talk about what was bad rationalise everything yep. if you need a little bit of that in your life then go over subscribe you get your first month free of course we'll be taking comments from this video and utilising them in the final word like we do every single week after a win draw defeat it doesn't matter we're here for your home away near far that's red men tv thanks very much for watching like the video subscribe to the website subscribe to the youtube channel and we'll see you next time Ta small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.